0: I can still are... mute you. St- stop! Don't stop trying to mute me! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hidden Among Us. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Honda. And this is episode 30. Woohoo! Woohoo! Da-da. There's no Shen. <laughs> Uh, Yeah we know Shen This is our first episode without Shen And it feels a bit strange But you know what's interesting We are recording episode 30 And it's on the 30th of December Honda just gave up Her face just like The light like died I mean it doesn't really (laughs) matter for the listeners They're not gonna listen to this on the 30th That's true Uh, By the time we all listen to it It will be 2021 Happy New Year everyone (laughs) <laughs> is it really happy? I don't... Hmm. So I guess it's more of the same of 2020, which is sad. <laughs> That's true. I feel like with the current circumstance, it's very hard to look forward to anything in 2021. Mm. So like... I, okay, you know what? Let's manifest good energy into the new year, okay? So everyone listening to this, we are manifesting good energy, good fortune and happy times for everyone. And by going into a crime story. I by going into a crime story. Yeah, okay. But since it's the new year, we've decided to make some changes to the podcast. Also to accommodate the fact that Shen won't be here for six months and we are all going to miss her so terribly. So we've decided to make our podcast more crime-focused. Right, Honda? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Me so it's only going to be
0: one story a week. Yes, so we'll be every every week for the episode we will be focusing on one crime story. And that doesn't mean you won't be hearing our shenanigans. We'll still be cracking terrible jokes. Honda will still contemplate the various ways she wants to murder me. And it will still be a fun time. But um for all those people who miss the paranormal stories, um, once a month we will bring back our old template, so we'll have a crime story and a paranormal story on the last week of every month. So yeah, hopefully everyone is okay with that. I don't know, it's kind of nervous, like it's making me very nervous. You can ask Honda. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> Honda is like my my metal beam of support because like I am metal because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like stupidly um anxious about everything and like second guess everything and then Honda is just there to be like Chris it's all going to be fine. Yeah I'm just and like I... that lazy cat.
1: On no the floor. you're not
0: a lazy cat. Okay Honda Honda says she's a lazy cat but she's a very hardworking person. <laughs> she had to work hard throughout her entire friendship because I'm full of shit and she's not... <laughs> <sighs> yep You hear that sigh That's because Honda Is so done with me Yeah um, Also we were thinking Of introducing Like a cool segment Before we get To our stories Where we talk about Like <laughs> Stuff we like And things We want to recommend <laughs> And <laughs> Why are you laughing No You make it sound like Oh it's like Super new And cool And it's like <laughs> Not much of a difference From what we've Always been doing Okay, that's true. Never mind. So, jumping right into it, I'm here to recommend a movie that absolutely obliterated me when I watched it um, last year. Did I watch it last year? Or the beginning of this year? Anyway, at some point in my life, I watched this movie and at some point in my life, this movie absolutely blew my mind. And this movie is called The Departed by Martin Scorsese. (laughs) <laughs> oh, have heard of it before. Is it a new movie? No, it's not. It came out in 2006. I feel like I've told you about this movie before. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, maybe I, I, I... If I give like a short summary of the movie, it will sort of make sense. So anyway, this film stars Leonardo DiCaprio... Matt Damon and Jack Nicholson. Hey wait, sorry. Oh yeah, okay, wait. Okay. Fun fun joke. Um my brother constantly confuses Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon. And for one moment I too confuse them. But they're both oh in the God. movie. So the movie stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, um, Mark Wahlberg and like Alec Baldwin isn't it? Have you seen Alec Baldwin in anything lately? Uh no. Eh? What was that show he was in? 30 Rock? I feel like that was the last time I saw him in anything. I feel like I saw him somewhere recently, but I don't know where. Right, I'm like, where did Alec Baldwin go? He was like very relevant for like a hot minute and now he's like gone. Mmm. Anyway, so this movie is very interesting because like it's loosely based on Like this actual corrupt FBI agent and this FBI agent's like ties with this particular gang. And it's very cool because the corrupt agent is played by Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio sort of plays this character that has to infiltrate this gang. And it's crazy because Leonardo DiCaprio's character has to witness all these like traumatic things and all these like shitty things the the gang does While also trying to be undercover for the FBI And then you have like Matt Damon who has like everything like he's like very high rank and stuff But he's the actual corrupt cop And this movie kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time because like I swear to God, you spend the entire movie wondering if Leonardo DiCaprio is going to die because he's always put in these situations where he's, like, literally about (laughs) to die. Yeah, but it's a really good film. So, like, if anyone wants to watch it, you should definitely look it up. I had to watch it for, like, film class. And I remember, like... This, this film is also full of plot twists so there's this one particular plot twist that happened and I swear I gasped out loud I, in the lecture theatre it was so quiet and suddenly you just hear this one gasp and that was me I was shook absolutely shook okay anyway I just wanted to take this time since it's the new year to also thank Shannon Honda for their friendship so thank you for being my friends for like the past Five, how many years has it been? It's been five years, right? But we only like became like a three in 2016, like when we were year two. Four years. Right? Bro, I got no, yeah, I have no four case. years, I think. Anyway, so like genuinely, like, thank you for the friendship for the past four years and for embarking on this like podcasting journey with me because Shannon Honda never really recently recent wow never listened to like podcasts but when i asked them if they would like to host a podcast with me they like immediately said yes because like the power of friendship and love i guess oh my god so yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm a sentimental cancer okay i will always thank so yes i mean yeah you can easily cry Oh my god, this is the point. I'm waiting for you to thank me too right now, Honda. <laughs> it's your turn to thank me. <laughs> I feel I like I can, write, I can write like a letter, and then you can start crying. Oh my gosh! Even okay, like yeah. the birthday cards that I gave you before, you like you like start <laughs> tearing up. You know, you know what? You're right, <laughs> Honda is not wrong. <laughs> I'm very sentimental. So um, if anyone wants to write A lovely letter to me I will cry <laughs> This is comment. also everyone's Invitation to write lovely letters To me thank you And to Honda Senduo. also uh, DM. <laughs> DM us On our Hidden Among Us Instagram page Um, Which is What is our Instagram handle Huh how powerful huh? To you how, yeah, at HAU podcast. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, my brain is all over the place. My brain jumped from like Leonardo DiCaprio to like sentimental love for my friends to what the hell is our Instagram. Listen, it's a new year, new year, new me. I had to refresh my brain. Okay, no thoughts, okay. head empty, clear the School's brain. it's is gonna start? Is your brain okay? Look, I cleared my brain so new information could come in. Sure. Yes. So now that my brain is utterly empty, Honda, what crime story have you planned for us today? Do you did you see that transition? That is called gross, Honda. Yes, yeah, very smooth. <laughs> Shen used to like come for me for my terrible transitions. This one was so smooth. I'm so proud of myself. I'm gonna keep it in. Clap, clap, clap. Okay. So this case is quite an interesting one because it involves quite a few things. Oh. Kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Murder. hmm And lynchings. <laughs> I know what I know what you're talking about. You're talking about werewolf. We're about to play an online game of werewolf. Which <laughs> uh, Okay. Actually, Honda, have you ever played werewolf? No. Ah, no wonder you didn't get the joke. To everyone else who got the joke, y'all, y'all are great. <laughs> no, because the game werewolf, right, also involves, like, murder, lynching. Kidnapping? Uh, Maybe could involve Kidnapping in some way <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, wow Okay, so this has like the, the trifecta Of crime <laughs> Trifecta of that, crime I just made that up on the spot It doesn't even exist Okay, Honda, tell me I'm so excited Okay, so this involved A person called Brooke Hart And he Brooke was born on June 11, 1911. Oh my god, wait, no. I'm focusing on the fact that Brooke heart kind of sounds like Brooke heart, Like a broken heart. I should test out that mute function. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, okay. Uh, when was this person born again? June 11, 1911. Okay, you were trying to make a good punchline out of that and I ruined the moment by talking about Brooke heart. <laughs> I wasn't really trying to make a punchline, but sure. oh, I, I thought you were, okay, never mind, I'm lame, never mind, carry on, carry on, tell me mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah, so he was the eldest son of Alexander Hart, who was the owner of El Hart & Son Department Store in San Jose, California And he was mm-hmm. known as the most eligible bachelor in San Jose He came from Stop a rich it. family, and he was going to inherit his fa- father's business Shut up! I'm watching Bridgeton right now, and like everything is about being an eligible bachelor, or being an eligible bachelorette. <laughs> it's so weird to refer to someone as like an eligible bachelor. I feel, if you're I mean, not like we in still the 1800s. use, we still use those terms right now, right? I know. I just feel like it's so weird. Uh, like, I but just he's like actually a strange... pretty good looking. Is he? Like, oh, not bad. dear God, he is. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Okay, he isn't. Okay, Shan can't clock you for this because he was 23. <laughs> oh, he's not an old man. He was like our age. Oh, he was hey, no, our age. 22. Yeah, he was 22. Oh, he's younger than me. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, sp- spoiler for everyone. He's actually good looking. He was actually good looking. I don't know about him now, but back in the day, he's a pretty good looking man. You don't know about him now, he's dead, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just occur to me that it's been over a hundred years. <laughs> he was the murder victim. <laughs> Math skills, Chris <laughs> Oh my god, I thought he died of old age And then you're like He's a murder victim Okay, okay I've sufficiently calmed down Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Don't choke on your water Okay, so the department store is a prominent business in that area and was also like a mainstay for those in the community. And Alexander Hart had been grooming Brooke Hart to take over once he retired. And Mm. Brooke had also been working at the department store for much of his youth. Mm. Yeah, so he was also quite well-known in the Mm. community. So let's move on to the kidnapping. Oh, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. So Hart being from a prominent family in the area, he's also quite, like, he became a target for kidnapping. Okay. I mean, I can understand why as well. He had all that status. And plus, in 1933, it was, like, the Depression era, so... Oh. Yeah. So, which made him even more of a bigger, like, target. Yeah. Because he had all this wealth while a lot of people were losing theirs. Mm-hmm. So, on November 9, 1933, on a Thursday afternoon, Brooke was heading to his car, a Studebaker Roadster. You know, like those fancy cars in old movies. I'm... It's a really nice car. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Oh, that's show me a picture because I have no knowledge of cars. I mean, I didn't know it too But when I saw like a picture, I was like Oh, it's like those fancy old cars and movies Ooh. By the way, we'll post all these pictures on our Instagram So everyone can see Oh, oh my god This car is like this kind Actually really pretty I like it I feel like I've seen it in old movies mm. I think it's probably popular back in that day mm. So yeah, he was heading to his car and it was like at a parking lot behind the department store and he was going to pick up his father and drive him to a meeting for the Chamber of Commerce in the San Jose Country Club. Ooh. But Brooke did not turn up to pick his father and <clears> the father Alexander became concerned that he did not turn up. And as powers, hours passed by, the family began, began to worry as Brooke is not one to go missing so, you work. could say that the disappearance broke his heart. He had a broke heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, on that note, don't take away your friendship with me. <laughs> So, when Brooke, Brooke's friend called saying that Brooke missed an appointment at 8 p.m., Alexander mm. called the police to find out if Brooke had been in an accident. Okay, valid. Mm. So, um, yeah, during this time, Brooke was last seen seven miles north of San Jose by a rancher in Mil Pitas. It's an area called Mil Pitas. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce that, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce it, but you know what? We don't know so, Yeah, So Brooke was seen standing next to his car At 7pm and at 8.30 When the ranger returned he saw that the car Was still there but Brooke was nowhere to be seen Oh Okay Intriguing mm-hmm. So Brooke was actually kidnapped when he went To get his car back in San Jose And was driven by the captors to Milpitas where he was seen And then Brooke's car was then left And they got on to another car oh yeah he was also seen by another onlooker as he was placed in a larger car with four men oh shit! you know like one of my biggest fears in life is getting kidnapped because like genuinely like what would you do like what can you do oh you know i saw this tip thing you know those you know in movies they always have like a zip tie around the, yeah uh, like, the, like the wrist yeah. So if your arms are tied in front of you and like a zip tie, you put your arms above your head and then you like go down. Work it force. down. Oh, okay. And it will snap. Like if you do that, it'll snap. Okay. Okay. I've only heard of the one where it's like if they are tying your hands together to ball your hands into fists. So it creates like more space so you could like loosen it out. But like it was, I've always thought that. In order to get out of those situations, you still need to be pretty strong. I think, like, by force, like, physics or something, <laughs> if, like, like ranking your risk from up-down, mm. like, it, it snaps easily. So you don't have to be super strong or anything. But <laughs> mm. if they tie your hands behind your back, then good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I think they said to use, like, to ball your hands into fists. Like, basically... Make more space. So Mm. that they cannot tie it as tightly around your wrists. Yeah. Hey, Honda, do you want to take self-defense classes with me? Do you even want to? (laughs) I I think I will fail. They'll be like, flip! And I will just like, flop. (laughs) Flip? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. As we've mentioned before... In a situation where like I'm about to get killed I would just You know there's like Fight or flight I would just stay there (laughs) None of those options I'd just be like "Uh, Okay Take me sirs Spare everyone else Chris is good to have in a zombie apocalypse (laughs) You're right I would be the sacrificial lamb The first meal for the zombies (laughs) So at 9.30pm that day, there was a phone call to the Hart's family and Brooke's sister, Miriam, answered the call. And she heard a man saying that Hart had been kidnapped and that the instructions would be sent later. Oh, shit. There's a ransom. Mm. Yeah, yeah. these kidnappers aren't super... Like, I'll go into details more, but then, like, they aren't very <laughs> efficient and they'll, you'll be hearing more ransom notes. <laughs> mm. Wait, can I ask... Was this story turned into a movie? I think it inspired a few things, but I'm not sure if it's directly, like, copied. Okay. We shall see. You know why? Because there was this one film about, like, a rich family kidnapping and it starred Kevin Spacey. Then what happened was, because of the whole Kevin Spacey controversy, they changed the dude. Um, Acting as Kevin Spacey's character And like the super funny thing About all of this Is the the, the new actor right Because they had to reshoot All his scenes The new Mm. actor won An Academy Award For that role (laughs) Oh did he? Yeah So It's it's so It's funny because Like he replaced The disgraced Kevin Spacey And then Won an Academy Award For the role that Kevin (laughs) Spacey could have Possibly Like probably won A role with yeah. Anyway mm. let's see it was the same case. Cause that was I mean, I don't know the details of that case because that movie was inspired by a real life case. But I don't really remember. I mean I feel like details. I feel like there'll be a lot of like similar kidnapping cases. Yeah. I mean okay, we shall see. Uh, I'm yeah. excited. And this case is like the lynching part is the more prominent part. Oh, okay. Mmm, I don't remember any lynching in that film, but okay, yeah, carry on, carry on. <laughs> so later at 10:30 p.m. there was another phone call, and this time the man on the phone said that Brooke could be returned after being paid forty thousand dollars. It might it might sound little, it just forty thousand dollars is worth about seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars today. Oh okay. so at that time forty thousand is actually quite big, and with inflation now it's like 720,000 Frick but it's also 40k during the Great Depression Dude Yeah Oh my god Okay Yeah and They said that The instructions on How to deliver the money Will be sent the next day Mm -hmm. Okay So weird that they Keep on delaying it Yeah But I guess it's also In a way to like Toy with the family Mm -hmm. Yeah like you You keep them so much On edge that when you finally do send in, like, the actual ransom, they are willing to do anything. So I guess that's, like, mm. a tactical thing they do. Mm. Yeah, and police investigation show that the kidnappers tried to call the Hart family three times before. Before, like, they actually picked up. But, you know, they couldn't, like, the line, the call couldn't go through because the lines were busy. Wow, Okay. I mean, last time, it's like you you manually connect calls, not like now. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the San Jose Police Department, the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office, and the U.S. Division of Investigation were investigating the case. Wow, it's a lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were able to trace the phone call to San Francisco, but the police were not able to find an exact location, which led them to believe that the origin of the call was a decoy. Oh wow Okay Upon further investigation They found Brooks Wallet Found in San Francisco San Francisco On the guardrail Of a tanker Called Midway And this tanker Had been refuelling A passenger liner ship Called S.S. Lur line. And the ship Was sh- like Searched But nothing was found mm. Mm. And the Hub family Also chartered An airplane To look for To look Like, for cabins in the Milpitas area where he was last seen. Wow, okay. Yeah, but on November 12th, like, the next day, weirdly, there was another ransom sent via Telegram. Not the app. (laughs) 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 That was a terrible joke! (laughs) It's so easy to amuse you, though. Even if it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And this time the ransom was a lower amount At $20,000 Oh Wait So it wasn't an Was it an additional 20k? No It it became 20,000 So Instead of being like Hey Can you give us an extra 20,000? They were like You know what That 40k We don't want it all We just want 20k That's so weird Mm -hmm. I can sort of understand why you kind of implied that it was strange that they sent, like, the ransom the next day. It's just very weird. Oh, wait, yeah. I said the next day, but it was actually three days later. Oh, oh, yikes. Even yeah, worse. wait. Yeah, because he got kidnapped on November 9th, and then mm-hmm. the second telegram was November 12th. Oh, wow, okay, okay. Yeah. So, remember, they said the next day they'll send instructions, so they didn't send okay so the next like um communication they had was this telegram okay whoever is the administrator for these kidnappers is doing a really bad job sending out like messages on time so they were contacted again on monday and a card had arrived in the mail at the department store the family owned and the mail had instructions on how to pay the ransom and mm. it said to install a radio in the car As the instructions will be broadcasted over the radio Oh, okay The letter also instruction, instructed the father to drive And deliver the ransom However, the father had never learned to drive before I, <laughs> I have no words Oh my god, okay Shit, that's going to be me. I'm going to be like that person who just doesn't know how to drive. Okay. Go you get your driver's license. Shit. Okay, context for people. I've tried twice to get my driver's license. And <laughs> um, I just want everyone to know that I've never made it past the very first test because I never got to the first test because something always happened and I never had the time to. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, on the same day the father posted a $5,000 reward for his son's safe return and a promise to not further investigate. Only 5,000. Okay. <laughs> the police also helped by announcing that they were no longer tapping on the phone lines in an attempt to lure the kidnappers. But the lines were still tapped. <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> Can you imagine being like The police officer And being like Yeah we're gonna stop it And then actually stopping it Oh well Next day there was Another ransom note Mm. (laughs) And the note instruction Instructed the father To place the money In a black satchel And drive to Los Angeles Oh But at night The father received A phone call from a man Who claimed to be The kidnapper To take the train To LA (laughs) Kidnapper found out The guy can't drive (laughs) He was like <laughs> Take the train. <laughs> yeah, and on Wednesday a sign was placed at the department store which said that uh Alexander could not drive. But the call on that night demanded him to drive and deliver the ransom. <laughs> 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 he had like twelve hours told enough to drive. <laughs> That's such a weird miscommunication. Like <laughs> how many times are they gonna like demand each night? You know it's kind of It's kind of like a thing Where it's like You do it No you do it You do it And like it just doesn't go anywhere What is happening? Okay <laughs> And the police have been able to trace where the call was coming from But by the time the, they arrived The caller was gone mm. Interesting On November 16 There was another demand Which demanded the father to drive And deliver the ransom And another phone call that night also demanded the same thing. But this time, the call was traced to a payphone in a parking garage near San Antonio, and the authorities were able to uh, rush to the scene as the payphone was located near the San Jose police station. Hmm, okay. There, they found and arrested Thomas Harold Thurman at the payphone at 8pm. Hmm. Yeah, they found him when he was, like, hanging up. (laughs) <laughs> Too slow, dude. <laughs> yeah, Thurman was questioned for hours and at 3am he signed a confession when he confessed that he tied up Brooke's hands with wire and tossed him off the San Mateo Bridge and into the San Francisco Bay on the night of the kidnapping. Oh my god, so, they were n- so the family was never going to get their son back? Nope. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He, adv- he identified his accomplice, John Holmes, and Holmes was arrested at the California Hotel, which was near the San Jose police station. And mm-hmm. according to Thurman, Holmes had been the one who came up with the plan six weeks prior. Well, oh, he's no Sherlock. <sighs> <laughs> How would he be a Sherlock? <laughs> get it, get it? His name is Holmes. Yeah, but he's he's not like he's not, he's not as smart as Sherlock. Get it. Get it. Okay, never Moving mind. on. <laughs> Later in the day, Holmes signed a convention admitting that Thurman and him kidnapped Brooke and dumped him into the San Francisco Bay. However, Holmes says Thurman had been the one to come up with the scheme and not him. Okay. Well, <laughs> guess that's it Case closed You can walk free <laughs> The confessions also revealed How they held like, like the details about the case And they said that They helped Brooke at some come point On the day of the kidnapping And forced Brooke to drive to Milpitas They then oh. abandoned Brooke's car And forced him into another car Then they drove to the San Mateo Bridge Where they ordered Brooke out of the car one of the kidnappers then used a concrete brick and hit Brooke on the back of his head twice. Ouch. And was bounded with wire and concrete blocks were tied to his feet. Oh Jesus Christ. And he was then jumped off and dumped off the bridge and into the bay. But Brooke had actually been still alive and he was thrown into the bay, and they could see him struggling in the water. So oh the kidnappers God. tried to shoot at Brooke in an attempt to kill him But later on in the autopsy Revealed how there was no bullet wounds Found on Brooke's body So they missed (gasps) Oh my god Dude that is so tragic Mm. Oh my gosh okay Yeah and while Thurman and Holmes Were under arrest there was also a growing Angry crowd outside the jail Oh, you can see where this is leading to. Ooh, yeah, I <laughs> mean we've covered kidnapping, we've covered murder. All that's left is lynching. Yeah, a news re- a newspaper report revealed that the two were going to attempt to plead not guilty by reason of insanity, and have m- already met with psychiatrists. However, upon hearing this, the authorities sent in two psychiatrists to examine the two men and were declared sane. Oh. Uh, and the police, yeah, and by that time, the police were already searching in the Bay Area looking for Brooke's body. And Alexander Hart also announced a $500 reward for the body of his son. Oh, Amen. Mm-hmm. The police tried many ways to try and locate the body, like throwing a weighted dummy to see where it floats to,
1: and also mm. using tools
0: to drag the bay to find for the body. And on November 26, the uh, two duck hunters found a badly decomposing and crab-eaten body approximately 0.80 kilometers away from the bridge. Oh, God. Yeah. His body was later identified by the coroner and friends and employees later in the day. Ah, yikes. Yeah, the the autopsy revealed that Brooke had died from drowning. I think that's just... It's like... It's just such a painful way to go. Mm. Because when you drown, you you literally struggle, you know, and then... Oh, man. Your hands are tied and you have, like, concrete blocks. Yeah, it's completely helpless. Yeah, the founding of... Brooke's body further angered the already angry crowd outside the station that housed Thurman and Holmes. And Thurman and Holmes were facing threats of lynching. And because of that, they were moved to the Potrero Hill police station in San Francisco for their safety. There had also been calls on the newspaper for mob violence, and even Hart's family and friends had formed a committee to insist on drastic punishment for the prisoners. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And on the day that Brooks body was discovered, the news immediately spread and radio station had also made announcement that a lynching would occur. So the radios were like sort of enabling the mob? Mm. It's all like newspapers, radio, like media, they just, you know, add fuel to fire. Oh, wow. I mean, it's not any different from mm-hmm. our media today though though media today they won't like so outrightly say, but um, depending on media. yeah, depending on media, but a lot of times it is very subtly written to manipulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sheriff ordered to use cars and trucks as barricades to protect the jail. And later in the evening at 9pm, a mob of about 5,000 to 15,000 men, women and children had gathered Wow Yeah, the governor, uh, this is an interesting part, the governor had also actively prevented the call for the National Guard to stop the lynching Oh my god, (laughs) so the governor was enabling, wow Mm -hmm. Wow, okay Yeah, as the crowd grew more angsty, angsty, they demanded that the two men be, you know, like, be released from the jail. And the crowd moved aside the makeshift barrier. The sheriff again called for the governor to call for the National Guard, but the governor refused. Wow, holy shit. And at 11pm, the assault on the jail started. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm genuinely speechless. Mm. This case is taking such a turn. Oh my god, okay. The authorities tried to use tear gas, but this had only made the crowd more angry. And the crowd raided a nearby construction site for materials, and they used the heavy pipe as a battering ram to open the doors. Oh my god. I'm telling you, people are insane. Like, humans... Freaking insane Aliens if you're out there We are insane Like it's not worth Invading us I'm just saying Just go back To whatever planet You came from It's probably much Better down there What a the shit Okay yeah, And cause You know The number of people Outside It it easily outnumbered The police officers And authorities yeah. So the sheriff Later ordered the officers To abandon The first two floors Of the jail
1: oh, And that's my... where
0: The two men were held. You would think that in a situation <laughs> like this, they would at least move them to like an upper floor or some shit. Oh, but the police were badly beaten by the mob as well. Yeah, I would. I would expect that. Yeah, especially them, like, the officer holding the key to the cell.
1: he was oh, badly no. beaten.
0: Ugh. Yeah, as the mob made its way into the jail, they located Thurman and Holmes and took them across the street to St. James Park. Thurman had, the, had been the first to be lynched. He was dragged from the jail headfirst as he was beaten and a rope was placed around his neck and later hanged. And as he was hanging, they took off all his clothes as a souvenir. Oh my God. Yeah, so he's like naked and hanging from a tree. Dude. The crowd then turned on to Holmes as he cried, you're making a big mistake. I'm not the man you want. And he was also later lynched. The bodies were taken down 45 minutes later by authorities and Thurman is buried in an unmarked grave in the same cemetery as Brooke while Holmes was cremated. Oh my god, I kid you not, I have chills. Like, I have goosebumps. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I saw this like excerpt from like um the deputy that was in the jail, and I thought it was quite like, like it was a detail, it was a details about how the mob was like trying to look for the, the two men in the jail. And then, like, yeah, the detective was saying how there were like 50 men who entered his cell, cell and they asked, are you Holmes? And the man of the mob shouted at the, you know, prisoner and then he said, I'm not Holmes. And the mob guy was saying, you're a damn liar. I know you. And then, yeah, many hands tried to draw like a rope around Holmes' neck as he cried for mercy. I read another post where Because, you know, Holmes was struggling and, you know, trying to get the rope off his neck, right? Mm -hmm. They broke his arms. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh shit. Honda, this is the first day of the new year. This is an intense (laughs) story. What the hell? Oh my god. Yeah, later on, they decided to, like, the city council and stuff, they decided to take down the trees. And even while taking down the trees, like, the police had to, like, guard the trees just in case people, I mean, not just in case, but people were trying to take the twigs and branches as souvenir. (laughs) Humans are scary. So I was just thinking, like, you know, if this would occur in modern day. I mean, some countries still do these kind of public lynchings, but like... I don't know. Would we still see this now? I mean... Oh dear god. Do you know, um, this year during the Black Lives Matter protests, there were actually a lot of black people being lynched, but it was just like not reported in the news. And, like, just this whole idea of lynching is just so barbaric. Mm. Oh, I have no idea how to process this. Honda, what the hell? Mm. Yeah, it's it's even more, like, I don't know, like... Shocking that the governor was in on it. Yeah, I think... I mean... I feel like even if the government was... I mean, the, sorry, not government. The governor was against it. I feel like the mob, like, the mentality of the people were just so dead set on enacting their own form of justice mm-hmm. that, you know, I feel like it would have gotten even more violent. And, like, undeniably, what Thurman and Holmes did was, like, barbaric and cruel in its in its own way right because they kidnapped somebody they um demanded ransom from his family and they also murdered him but like the way justice was like enacted in which they were you know so Mm -hmm. brutally dragged out of the jail they were Humiliated You know They removed all their clothes And then they were hung It's also very barbaric But then I, This case is based on Their confessions And not like Conclusive evidence And you don't know What went on During the The Like The What do you call it During the Trial No no They didn't even go to trial Yeah Like Mm. During the confession Mm, Interrogation yeah, interrogation You don't know what went on In the <laughs> interrogation They might have been tortured For all, you know And then They, you know Were forced to sign a confession Yeah there, There's that as well It's so flimsy That it's based on a confession You know, there's no proper Formal investigation But then, you know yeah. The mob just Just You know, concluded That it was them And <laughs> Carried out their own form of justice Holy shit It's just Wow I I'm genuinely speechless. I don't know how to process this. I think very few cases have ever rendered me speechless, and this is one of it. Yeah, when I read it, I was like, wow. Because I saw the pictures of them hanging from the tree, and it was just like, hmm. Oh my god. And like the crowd, like you can see their faces. They don't look shocked or anything. They just look normal. And it's even more scary than normal everyday people that did that. Yeah, I mean we've we've talked about this before, but like the propensity for violence like humans have is just it's so unimaginable. It's wow. I even saw like a post saying that like a young woman was there like egging them on. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah like if you see the photos of like the crowd, they they, it 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 looks like any other day. Like they don't look bothered at all. Holy shit. Okay, well thank (laughs) you for that story, Honda. It's it was brilliant. Wow. I feel terrible for all the terrible jokes I made. Now it really truly did broke my heart. Doomed Time to meet you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah wow Okay no for real though This is This was so good I <laughs> I mean I am somebody Who talks too much And right now I have like No wow. words <laughs> No words Holy shit God I've made Chris speechless It's a miracle Oh my god Honda Honda found her new superpower <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, um I feel like we should say something to end this episode on like a brighter note. Um Do you know that Dolly Parton is not blonde? <laughs> so wait, okay, let me let me explain the deal with Dolly Parton, right? So apparently she's not blonde. The the blonde nurse is a wig. So apparently in real life she like wears her brown hair and like like regular people clothes, so she gets so she she blends in with the crowd, and people don't recognize her. So she literally pulls a Clark Kent Superman moment. <laughs> it's just amazing. Okay, well, <laughs> that was my terrible fun fact at the end of this episode. Mm. Oof. Wow. <laughs> oh, also I just realized that The Departed is produced by Brad Pitt. Mmm, mm, Brad Pitt. Good job. Good job, Brad Pitt. Mm. Anyway Oh yeah. Wait. <coughs> sorry. Carry on she... Oh yeah, when I was on Netflix I saw this, like comedy like it's not even a film but like um it's like a comedy docu film it's called death to 2020 so I guess that's a good way to wrap up 2020 watching that it's quite <laughs> funny but it's a dark comedy about 2020 but yeah wow. there's like people like Samuel Samuel L Jackson in it oh wow yeah it's quite funny so if you want to laugh at 2020 watch death to 2020. Yeah, um, well Happy New Year's guys (laughs) Hope it's better than the last one If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us Please rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts Leave us a review And click that follow button on Spotify You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts Stitcher, iHeartRadio and Amazon And whatever podcast platform you listen to and you can follow us on Instagram At howpodcast That's H-A-U podcast Share us a message and send us stories if you'd like You can also email us at hiddenamongustree at gmail.com Thank you for listening and See you next week Bye Happy New Year It's a bit strange Not hearing Shen's voice <sighs> But like yeah Happy New Year manifest good things for this year and we hope Mm -hmm. that whatever troubles you had in 2020 stays in 2020 hopefully bye (laughs) see you next week bye